Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Take a sip of the coffee. Yes. Put a little energy into your voice. Take a deep breath with me on three, one, two, three. <sighs> Let's begin. <laughs> Hi guys, I am Brian. And I'm a deviated septum. And you are listening to <laughs> Fruit Snacks. Roll it up now. Now that a vaccine is coming out, well, supposedly coming out, are you going to take it? Yep. Me too. Yeah. I mean, maybe because I don't value my life that much and I'm like, who gives a shit? And I just trust people, I guess. Mm. Maybe naively. I don't know. But I was talking to a group of friends and they're like, I don't want to take that vaccine. I don't know what the fuck is in it. Like, da, 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 da. But I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, you didn't know what any other vaccine really had, but you took it. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's this whole anti-vaxxer movement and I'm so not here for it. But the other thing is, It's odd because now that we're getting closer to the end, not the end of the pandemic, but now that we have vaccines that will be made available soon ish, Mm -hmm. I'm more scared of getting the vaccine than like six months ago. Why? I don't, I think in the thick of all of it, I was like, well, if I get it, I'm one of like, you know, however many, but now I'm like, I'm so close to being one who didn't get it, at least not to knowledge. So I'm like, I just want to make it without getting it. (laughs) You mean Corona? Yeah. You could have had it. I could (laughs) have. Have you gotten tested before? I've been tested for the virus and the antibodies. Mm-hmm. And I negative, negative. Yeah. I, I feel like if I had it, I would be one that had no symptoms because I like never get mm. sick. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't really know you to be sick. Yeah, I never get sick. But when the vaccine comes out, I think because I fly, technically I'm an essential worker. I want to say that we might be required to have to take it. But More even than if likely. We, yeah, I would think so. But even if we didn't have to be required i would still take it like just so that you just move on with your life yeah your company is um providing tests for you guys no oh no Hmm. if you if someone on the plane has corona contact tracing wise they see yeah they notify you and then they ask how long you've been in the aisle with this passenger or whatever Mm. and i guess if it's like longer than 15 minutes you technically have to go on quarantine i don't know what the rules are because i don't pay attention and i haven't been in the situation but i know if your crew member has it or test positive for it you have to quarantine after that interesting yeah i know the company i worked for i just saw today is testing flight attendants when they're done if they want oh yeah that's a good idea i didn't know that yeah uh one of my friends posted Carlos, actually, who was mm. on the podcast, posted, so happy that I can get tested after my flights. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it if they offered it. I don't care. I think it's a rapid test, too, because he posted the result right away. Oh, wow. Yeah. When I was listening to The Daily, which is the New York Times podcast, and they just kind of update on like the most pressing. current, pressing yeah. news. Thank you. The most pressing news. And then at the end of it, they kind of go through a quick little litany of like other things that are not as pressing. But they talked about the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And some of the quick facts that they threw out was that it's going to be a two-part vaccine where you get a shot, wait three weeks, get a second shot. And then potentially, if it does come out in December, 
it's going to go first to healthcare workers mm-hmm. and then the elderly and then essential and then everyone else. And yeah. they said, if the timeline does happen where we can get herd immunity, where enough people have a vaccine so that it's no longer a problem to society, it won't be until about May, 2021, which yeah. I can totally see yeah. the case, but they were talking about all the fears of what would happen during this process. And he, and they were just saying like, people might not want to take it, which Mm -hmm. I know is going to happen. And then they don't know. They know that if you get it, the vaccine that you might, you will get, Oh my God, where are my words? (laughs) Why do I always do this? Oh my God. (laughs) If you you get the vaccine, (laughs) maybe I have Corona. Does it affect your (laughs) mental state? No, that's uh, just stupidity. (laughs) If you get it, the vaccine, you become immune to the coronavirus, but they don't know if it is possibly spreadable still. Because, you know, when you get a vaccine, you have the broken down virus. Yeah. They're they're worried that you Isn't can... the virus dead? It's not dead. It's just weakened. There are oh. dead bits in there, I guess, but it's just a weakened uh, so that Strain. you can yeah. recover better and you don't have like as much of the symptoms. But potentially because you have it in your system, you could potentially spread it. So mm. they're just trying to say, I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see. Isn't that weird how we, like, this whole year we've been recording and we, like, recorded back when you first moved in about how the coronavirus was, like, affecting everything and there was a pandemic mm-hmm. and blah, blah, and we're still in it. Like, I just find that so crazy. And the year's about to be over. We yeah. Like, this year, so much has gone on, but it's still, like, nothing has changed. Yeah, I heard you get to pause your age if you live through coronavirus. So, like, like your birthday, you'll only be 31 again. <laughs> Yeah. That's when that's when the coronavirus hit most. I had to cancel my birthday. Yeah. Or not hit most, but that's when it started. I know. When you said like May of next year, I was like, oh great, that's just in time for my birthday. Everybody can do something. <laughs> that's if and if they don't want to, I just know which of my friends are anti-vaxxers and I won't be friends with them anymore. Girl, we already talked about this. You can't unfollow people like that. Absolutely. No, they have their own reasons. Okay. Just well, like they could keep their reasons over on their own little profile. <laughs> but you're vaccinated, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. They're the ones who would have to worry about it. So, Mm. you know what I mean? Invite them. And if they get sick, all your friends will die. (laughs) So. As if I have anti-vaxxing friends. As if you have friends. So what's been going (laughs) on this week? Um, Well, before You went to the gym. I did. (laughs) I found the gym again. Again. Did you ever not find the gym? Yeah. The last two weeks, my gyms closed down in Huntington Beach. And then Russell found out that there's two crunch gyms that were open by the house. Like actually half the distance from Huntington. (laughs) Well, so here's the thing. I think that it was, so there were two locations. One of them is all indoors and it was like super crowded. And I was like, this isn't like my scene. So then I went to the other location, no line, no wait. Everything was open. And I found out in going on Tuesday that they have indoor and outdoor. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh cool. So I ended up doing, I would say like 85% of my workout outdoors. I went back yesterday and they were like, hey, we're only outdoors now. And I was like, okay, I, as long as I have the option, I don't care. It's obviously not full accessibility the way that the normal gym is, but it's enough to where I feel like I can get a good workout in. So that's LA County? They are, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. It's legal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder, like, do you get uh, you get fined, right? I think so. Yeah. And you could potentially lose, like, your business license. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that works because I don't own a business. Okay. But this week for me, I was trying to just keep myself busy realistically. <laughs> like like you going to the gym. I had nothing going on. But it was nice. Mm. I got back to the things that made me happy. Mm. And I did a lot of meditating because I felt like I was getting a lot of brain, fro- brain fog, as you probably can <laughs> tell, on this podcast because I can't get my words out. 
I just felt like I was always on to the next thing that I haven't had a chance to just sit still. And remember when you walked out the other day mm-hmm. and I was just like sitting in silence on the spiraling. couch? Spiraling. Spiraling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, spiraling. But it was like nice to check in on myself again. Mm. But yeah, this week I didn't, I didn't have shit going on and I was like thinking in my head like, oh my God, I need to work because I don't have money, blah, blah, blah. And I was going back to like 2019, Brian, pre- mm. um, Therapy? Pre-therapy, Brian, yeah. yeah. Where I was like, mm, this isn't, this ain't it, baby. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hopefully I'm better. Some of the themes that I've been ruminating on were like love, career mm-hmm. choices. Have we made any steps in the love department? <sighs> no. The fans are all dying to know. <laughs> Uh, no, I've, I brought up the guy that, you know, had that journey, whatever. I think I want to reach out to him. Should we devise a message right now? Yeah, I don't know why you haven't sent him. Okay, let's make one up on this podcast. You guys, you can listen on, uh, this like dating 101. Here we go. Okay, let me find him on Instagram. Sorry, this might be a little bit crazy. Okay, I have the message up. Ooh, I'm nervous. I got nervous too. Okay, what should I say? I'm being want for, to have sex with you. No, like let's be for real. Okay, um, like for real, for real. Oh yeah. P.S. My tongue pop was weak today. When I did it, I regretted it earlier. Yeah. You want to give a good one before we start into this? There you go. That was a good one. Okay. Okay. So start with the tongue pop. Asterisk tongue pop. <laughs> asterisk. So <laughs> just so he knows where we're at. You know. Well, okay. What's the intention of this message? realistically because you guys have been talking a little bit right no not really oh. i wouldn't even go that far we've had com- we've had communication but it wasn't in any way shape or form of like hey i'm interested in the recent regard so this would be like the first message i send out mm. why don't you just say like hey i found myself thinking about you and i just wanted to reach out and say hey and that we should catch up i don't want to sound dramatic but is that not too deep well i guess it depends on like how deep you're looking at it well, I like, feel like I had a dream about Anthony yesterday and mm-hmm. I called him and I was like, I had a dream about you. But there's a connection there. This is like a, com- not a complete stranger, but stranger enough to where he'd be like, why is he telling you this? So lie and be like, I drove down second and I thought about you. But what does that have to do with anything? Well, cause you met him there, didn't you? On second street? No, I met him through a friend. On second street. I mean, yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, how, how about- else? Okay. How do you think you should start it? Maybe something like this. Hi, Blank. I almost said his name. <laughs> Hi, Blank. I don't know if you're interested, but I would love to get coffee Some See, I don't even want to say I don't know if you're interested because then it like makes me sound like... Oh. That gives too much leverage to the situation. I agree. I just want it to go straight to the point. Hi. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to get together. Let me know if you want to get coffee sometime. Yeah. So what I said without thinking of you or I've been... Okay. So, about. okay. Let's go. Let's go. Hi or hey. Say hey. Yeah. Yeah. But if you use an exclamation point there, don't use it again. Okay. Did it just take you that long to write hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you okay. not swipe? No. Uh, hey blank. Yeah. What you said. But I, I need your help. Because if it <laughs> if it comes from me, I make it I feel like I overthink it. But if it's like, oh just send this, I'm like, oh okay. But what you just Which said is, is funny because I will like literally write messages for people I'm like, stop being dramatic, just say it. But here's the thing, whether this works out or not, I like that I know the answer. So that's why I'm like, I should do this, but it makes me nervous because no one likes to get rejected. Mm. And honestly, like in my head, we've been together for like the past three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, blank. Yes. Do you want to get coffee? What did you say? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, blank. Would you be down to get together for a cup of coffee or mm, no? 
uh, coffee. Yeah, coffee or something. No. Just coffee. Okay. Uh, would you be down to get together sometime? Down sounds weird to me. I don't feel like you talk like that. Would you be down? Yeah, I do. That sounds weird. Okay, what would you say? Interested in. Would you be... But see, that seems Or up formal. for. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Would you be... Why is this so difficult? Uh, <laughs> would you be up to getting together sometime for a cup of coffee? That's it. Okay. Warmest regards. <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> okay. Hey, Blank. Would you be up to getting together sometime for a cup of coffee or something? Let me know. Because I don't want it to be like, I don't like coffee, you know? Or something. Well, if no he doesn't pressure. like coffee, it's... All bets are off. You need to move on. <laughs> Let me know. Okay. Circle yes or no. This is it. This is the message. Okay. <laughs> hey, Blank. Would you be up to getting together sometime for a cup of coffee or something? No pressure. Let me know. Yeah. That's very you. I mean, if you regret it in 10 uh, seconds, you can unsend it. I sent it. Oh unsend it. Quick. Quick. No. I sent it. Okay. Well, you guys, stay tuned. Yeah. Hopefully within this podcast he responds oh my god i would be i would be dead (laughs) (laughs) all right well now i'm sweating Two things, one of which will lead us into like where I want to take the conversation. The first is I'm sitting here, India. Well, that's probably not politically correct to say. Cross-legged, and it, I have like all these little dimples and stretch marks in my leg. Okay. I I've never noticed those. Maybe you should go to the gym. <laughs> Can't wait to tell you about it. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> the sec. The second is uh, I wanted to start this episode and I forgot. In dedication to this lady who works at Target on Bellflower. She's been there since we've been in college, and she has started to recognize me because I've been going to that location more than ours. I love her. She sounds like Romanian or something of that type, and she's so sweet. One time I asked her for a favor, and she's like, not unless you call your mother today. And I was like, yeah, and I was like... I was like, oh, girl, trust me. We won't, We don't want to open that can of worms. And she goes, are you a good boy? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm my mom's favorite. But I just can't, like, I can't be on the phone with her that long. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I understand. And then, like, yesterday she saw me. She goes, hey, how are you? And then she started telling me about all these discounts I could get on Target Circle. I was like, thank you. I ended up using all of them. Oh. But I love her. And I don't know her name, but I wanted to dedicate this episode to her. <laughs> Shout out to a uh, Target worker who probably does not listen to this podcast. But yeah, No, she doesn't. Shout out to you, Miss Romania. Yeah. She's not even Romanian. <laughs> <laughs> She's Hispanic. <laughs> no, she has like a thick Russian sounding. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, so I was thinking in preparing the house for the holidays, let's get into your holiday mindset. Okay. Which I know doesn't really exist. Yes. But like, let's talk about why. Why what? Why doesn't it exist? Or why can't you recreate it for yourself? Okay. So to me, the holidays are a big sham. Okay. I don't mean to sound so cynical, but the realist that I am, I just don't like the idea that people use a time of the year to be thankful or giving or like have this like holiday spirit when I feel like you should just always carry that throughout Mm -hmm. the entire year Mm -hmm. and I almost feel like it's a facade to make you feel like you're a good person Mm. if that makes sense you know because like I feel like I'm a very giving person throughout the entire year Mm -hmm. I work at the gym completely for free for free you know I'm picking kids up all around these kids will call me 
at random hours in the night, like two in the morning to talk about stupid shit that like that is going through going on throughout their life. Yeah. Kyle, my friend, just moved into a house. Every day I ask when I'm free, hey, do you need help? I I went over there every day to like go paint or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And so that's my thing where it's like, I appreciate the fact that the holidays gives a reason for people to be good people, but mm -hmm. I just wish that it didn't have to, like, I wish people didn't have to have a reason. So that's the first thing. Okay. And then two, the religious aspect of it where it almost feels religious, but like not religious because the traditions that mainstream Christmas is and what we carry on, like having a tree, Santa Claus, yeah. giving gifts, like none of that actually matters in the real sense of what the holiday is. And to me, what I don't like is buying junk. And I just feel like mm -hmm. Christmas is buying junk only because the things that like people buy to celebrate Christmas, I don't have a connection to. Yeah. So it doesn't feel very fun to me. For instance, today I'm going to Knott's Berry Farm after we yeah. finish recording to go to their food festival thing. Mm-hmm. To go eat. But that to me seems like an investment because one, I'm getting food. And then two, it's an experience. But mm -hmm. I wouldn't go do it to like go buy something for the house or go buy a gift or something. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But that could, all of those mentalities can bleed into like any celebration that we take time for. What do you mean? Like uh, even birthdays. Like that to me is a moment in time when you could still consider everything that you bring into your life in that time junk. But you take time out of your day to just like celebrate a day differently than you would the other 364 days of the year. But I don't though. And <clears throat> usually if it's my birthday, I don't make it about myself. I make it about the people who have made me. Sure, but everybody's you know still coming together just for your birthday. Yeah, but you know me. When it is my birthday, I don't make – I'm like, no, don't – we're just getting together. Don't mm -hmm. make it about my birthday. <laughs> I mean, the birthday is technically the reason, but me, say, hosting a taco party isn't me doing that necessarily in celebration of my birthday because I wouldn't mm -hmm. do that on any other weekend. But it just gives me a reason to come together, mainly because I feel like people are like, oh, what are you going to do for your birthday? And I'm always like, well, should I do something? And I'd rather do something on my own terms rather than someone else plan it and me not like it. Mm -hmm. And then them not have the response that they think they deserve because they did a nice gesture. Yeah. That's a lot. No wonder I'm so fucking single and alone. <laughs> I'm a difficult bitch, but who wants easy? You know well, I mean? you can still be to the point about these things. Like what Christmas gifts come down to for me, because I know somebody like him will get me one, whether I tell him what I want or not. I'd rather give him a list and be like, these are the things that I either need or want, but wouldn't buy for myself. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice if they came as like a present. But I'm still giving you a list because anything else, I would feel bad if I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Because I probably wouldn't use it in that sense. See, but like that mentality bothers me because now they're only buying a gift for you because they feel like they're obligated to because of the holiday season rather than being like, oh my God, this thing, I know Shane would need this. So let mm -hmm. me get this for him. Because I feel like anytime I ever get a gift, I don't get a gift. And this is no critique on people who do this. Yeah. This is just me, right? Like I, I don't feel motivated on that. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But like, for instance, usually Christmas, I don't buy people shit, but if I yeah. pass something where I'm like, Oh my God, that's something that they would enjoy. Or, Oh, that's something that they could use. Or that's something that they would like. I don't mind buying it to do that, but I don't want to buy a gift thinking, Oh, I just have to get this person something. Sure. No, I understand that. But again, the only reason I even gave him a list is because I know he would be looking for something to get me. Yeah. But not just for Christmas. Like, he's given me stuff through the year. I just know he really enjoys celebrating the holidays. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, I also love, 
like decorating the house differently. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of just like taking a day to go get a Christmas tree and bring it back and just like string some lights on it mm-hmm. and know that each night I can turn on a Christmas tree. And and I agree the religious aspect is completely lost to me. But I think because of where we've come as a society in terms of sort of a loss of religion, the way that religion used to be celebrated and widely recognized amongst a lot more people than it is now. I like the, what they call the spirit of Christmas or the spirit of the holiday season, because right. now we're, we're taking time to, or we're acknowledging more religious celebrations or more holidays. Right. I don't love the capitalist idea of all of it, but I do like that we have special content to watch or to listen to, mm-hmm. or to take a day to go to Knott's Berry Farm for this festival that they mm-hmm. only put on at the, whatever it is. I just like that we can come together obviously not during coronavirus, but in a way that we don't necessarily take the time to do through the rest of the year. But I I get what you're saying. And when I say my viewpoint, it has nothing to do with like how other people view Christmas where I'm like, ew, that's stupid. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. that works. You enjoy it. It makes you happy. I support it. Just like how when you, before you were like, I want a Christmas tree. And I'm like, Shane, I don't fucking want a Christmas tree in the house. I don't want a Christmas tree. And then I was like, you know what? As a friend, if this was what makes him happy, me letting him have a tree, not that I have to let you have a tree, you're an adult, but me being okay with like having a tree, I was like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I feel like it's wasteful, but with that said, I'm not putting money towards it. Yeah. And I'm like, and if he enjoys it, let him be happy, right? Just mm-hmm. like if I were to do you a favor in any other day, I'd be like, oh yeah, Shane would yeah. enjoy this. So I'm like, yeah, not to say that I'm saying this to be like some prophet or like Mother <laughs> Teresa, what I hear you say and what I agree with is that like the world almost comes together mm-hmm. in a sense on the same meaning, right? Of being like yeah. good, spirited, positive and all of that. But I, I just hate the idea that like people sacrifice their own best interests to mm-hmm. like uphold a holiday for what they think that people need, right? Sure. Whereas like I'm going to go broke so that people mm-hmm. get a gift when I'm like, no, that's yeah. not the case. And, and I, I echo that sentiment entirely. Yeah. I was really happy that because of the pandemic this year, stores didn't open on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because I I hated that part of the holidays. I hated that people were suddenly leaving Thanksgiving, which I had my own issues with that holiday to begin with. <laughs> but I hate I hated that people were leaving their families on Thanksgiving to go and buy presents for their families for Christmas. Yeah. Like that was so backwards yeah. to me. And then you also put all of those employees at your beck and call right. for like needing these materialistic right. things. So I didn't ever really agree with that. But I do think that it's exciting to think like that I might find something for somebody that they do want or need that they wouldn't buy for themselves, which is why I have that mentality for me where I'm like, I wouldn't get this for myself. But in knowing somebody like Russell, who maybe does want to get a gift for Mm -hmm. the people in his life, this is something that I would appreciate getting Mm -hmm. as a gift. But yeah, I so I said I echo that sentiment. Like, I don't like the forced nature of some Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that for me, what feels like Christmas or that feeling is what I feel when I watch the Olympics. <laughs> I know that is so like, what the fuck? How do you make the connection yeah. there? But to me, with the Olympics, the whole world comes together to watch these mm-hmm. two weeks of events, right? Mm-hmm. And I like the human aspect of it where you hear these stories of how much people have sacrificed to literally play a game that means so much and Mm -hmm. then you're like representing an entire nation entire country and everyone is so proud to show you what they have to offer and it it all comes from a place of love right where it's like yes it's competitive but even if your team loses you're still happy for the team that won because you realize both people have put just as much work in right Mm -hmm. and 
that's what I feel like Christmas is supposed to be intended for, but kind of lacks is that gratefulness to be mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like no one's forcing you to be there, but we're all coming together. Yeah. And that's what I like, where it's like, no one's forcing you to get a present. No one's forcing you to right. show up. No one's forcing you to have dinner with your family. It's like, you're there because you want totally. to be. And that's what I like. It's like that effortlessness, even though there's a lot of effort behind it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I that's what I like about the idea of thinking ahead to even Christmas this month, where I think Brian may not care to put up a tree, but if I can invest in putting up a tree with lights, and I mean, you won't be here for Christmas because you'll be working, but... If I were to set up some sort of day where like you could come home and just enjoy that day, not expecting presents on my end, but just being like, this is a day that I can recreate for him to give him some type of joy without him having to be like, I wish I had this or I don't like it for this reason. And it just be what it is. Mm -hmm. I would appreciate it for that, Mm -hmm. you know. With Christmas is that I don't mind celebrating the love that's behind Christmas or the meaning of that or coming together or being grateful or being thankful. Clearly, that's like things that I try to live by. Yeah. But I guess the tradition is what I don't get behind because it feels so capitalistic, right? Where you're spending money for decorations, spending money for a tree, spending money for this, spending money for that. Rather, I would rather it be more organic. Mm -hmm. And when I envision a tree, I don't envision... The tree's a metaphor for what I would want to see as the holiday, right? Totally. Where... I don't envision a tree that's perfect Mm -hmm. and every ball was picked in a group and Mm -hmm. like you're just presenting it. Ornament? (laughs) Ornament. (laughs) Every ornament is picked in like a group and it's like a prepackaged decoration and it's an aesthetic and a theme. What I'd rather have is like if I were to decorate a tree, this is a metaphor for my life where the tree is fucked up. I grew it myself, Mm -hmm. but because I put time and care into it, the, the tree grew up. I cut it down, put it in my house and then... The people in my life, I invite over. And when they come over, they put something on mm-hmm. the tree. It could be as ugly or stupid or whatever, but it represents that person. And this tree is an embodiment of my life. And I feel like with Christmas, that's not an embodiment of my life because I don't really celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather it be more organic. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is like what you watched on Shit's Creek. What was that? Where they like glued together the tree to make the dad happy. Remember, he was like so about the Christmas tree and they were like, this tree is so ugly. It's awful. But then they did everything they could to make it a beautiful tree. And that's kind of the same thing where last night I showed you that photo of the tree with lights. And I'm like, the simplicity of this is fine with me. Like, so going back to we talked about this before where I have this nostalgia with holidays like a lot of people do Mm -hmm. where a lit up tree reminds me of being a kid watching my mom decorate. Right. Like there's nothing else around that. Mm -hmm. It's just I enjoyed the intimacy of that moment of being like the oldest who gets to stay awake and like listen to Christmas music softly while my mom put up decorations. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what that symbolizes, because now the idea of going home and celebrating with my family doesn't make me nostalgic. Mm. It makes me stressed out and it gives me anxiety to think Mm -hmm. of like going home and, and being with two parents who like aren't together anymore and having the stress of everyone dealing with their own bullshit together. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm in a way that doesn't reflect how it was. And I like the nostalgia of how things were, but Mm -hmm. also making it into how I want it to be. So like Mm -hmm. what you said, where I could have a tree, say with just lights and tell friends, the best Christmas present would be if you just brought any type of Christmas ball or ornament (laughs) that you think is symbolic of you that you could put on my tree when you come over. and like Or have a holiday party where you and Kyle have done this, where you like make ornaments. Like Mm -hmm. that would make a tree better than any pack of of ornaments I could buy at the store Mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. 
but it's just the time of the year that's giving me the opportunity to connect with people Mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Part of it too is like, I don't connect to stuff because Mm -hmm. I've moved so often. We've always had to get rid of shit and buy new stuff. Yeah. And so with that, I think the tree that you explain is the vessel of nostalgia for you. Mm -hmm. When I think nostalgia for me is more of a feeling than an actual visual representation of it. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So even you explaining the idea of bringing friends over and making ornaments, or if you ask, I don't want a gift, just decorate my tree. Mm -hmm. That sentiment to me is better or more the feeling that like warms my heart for this holiday. Because to me, that is like almost like the ritual of how I'd want my friends to be. Right. Of like, let's come together and build this family rather than it being like, look at what I have. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I, again, with the materialistic thing, like this is going to sound so stupid, but when logically speaking, when I think about it, I'm like, you buy a tree to throw it away. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. where I'm like, it feels like such a waste of money. But then I'll like spend hundred dollar on one mil and shit it out. So like really, who am I to judge? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. But the, the cool thing about that is, like you said, the tree is a vessel for, say, all the ornaments that could be made by my friends. And over the years, suddenly I go from this tree that started with only lights to a tree decorated in memories of like, oh, my God, remember this year when you brought this over and this happened? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it becomes much bigger than that for me. And I like that as an adult, I have the power to create those memories for myself. And I don't have to rely on the tradition of my family bringing those mm-hmm. those feelings mm-hmm. to me. Is that a tradition now that you're going to make? I think that's yeah, a good so, idea. Yeah, I like it. I do too. To be, do, like, be do, like, hey, if you're going to give me anything, just give me an ornament that represents our friendship for what it is right now mm. in this year and then put the year on the bottom yeah. of it. Yeah. Because to be honest, if well, since I first moved to Long Beach, my mom bought me at like Walgreens or something a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And shipped it out. And I've used that every year for like almost the past decade. And it's literally just like a little stick with a few branches on it. And a little like blue blanket, if you will, that like goes around it from one of the characters. And one red ornament, right? So like that's all that came with the tree. Mm -hmm. And over the years I've added to it. But I've only added things that have been given out of memory. So like a few of the ornaments were from the Disney holiday parties when I worked at Disneyland. Mm -hmm, And I'm mm -hmm. like, every time I take those out, I'm like... I remember going to these holiday cast parties and like being with my friends and doing whatever before, after, during. And then do you remember Paige, Mm -hmm. Matt Thatcher's friend? She made me and Matt ornaments one year with our picture in it. And so like I added that to it. So like that sort of has been my tradition. Mm -hmm. I just haven't asked for it in that way. Mm -hmm. But that tree alone has always stood as like the vessel of of, like being able to recollect on those memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do like that. I can get behind that idea. Yeah, because it feels a little more meaningful and purposeful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And building some sort of bond. Yeah. Yeah. I was in bed last night. What were you doing with the Christmas thing? Okay. I was in bed last night and I was like in tears. (laughs) (laughs) See, the holidays feels are real. (laughs) So, you know me, I don't get behind TV very often. I don't really care for TV, TV shows. Like, I feel like it doesn't pan out in a way that makes me feel like I'm seen. Not necessarily seen because that's... I don't care if I'm seen. My ego does not care, right? Like, I'm not like, oh, I have to be seen in TV. But I just feel like when I watch TV, especially scripted shows, and it doesn't pan out in a way that I think should have happened, right? Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, oh, that's annoying. Like, that would never happen in my life because I wouldn't have chosen those directions to get me to that point. It makes me more frustrated than it does like, oh, I'm getting lost in this story. Yeah. I'm watching, like I said, Shit's Creek, and that that was the first time I actually felt seen. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. like with like Patrick and uh, David's David. relationship, right, where they 
organically fell in love and mm-hmm. like the way Patrick supports David so much so where this is what I started crying about and then I'll like go further but it just brought a tear to my eye because just one one tear yeah. literally <laughs> which I got on my Instagram <laughs> but David wanted to move to New York because they finally got money blah 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 I don't want to get into it if you don't if you don't care about Shit's Creek I'm not gonna talk about Shit's Creek as much as the sentiment behind it but then Patrick literally was trying to buy David a house to surprise him in the little town that they met in and David would, was trying to move to New York blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 and so when David came to Patrick not knowing that Patrick was trying to buy him a house Patrick completely let go of his dream of what they thought mm-hmm. what he thought their future was and was like yeah i want to support you you seem excited about new york blah 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 and then later david found out that patrick was trying to buy him a house blah 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 long story short david found realized like oh my god this person loves me so much right Mm -hmm. so then that brought a tear to my eye and then i was watching the warmest regards where they go behind the scenes of schitt's creek and talk about why it was so powerful and the writing behind it and stuff and i lost my shit (laughs) because the big theme that they brought up—that's on Netflix, right? Yeah, I, I I think I watched it right after it came out, so I didn't. But I didn't know if they put it on Netflix. They put it on Netflix, okay. yeah. But the sentiment behind what the show represents is what I feel like is so resonating and powerful and realistically timeless. I know you brought this up earlier, but like they're in like a Republican type small mm-hmm. podunk kind of location or um, setting, yeah, and. A lot of the themes that they talk about seem so like socially driven, yet there's no, they don't force it down your throat to be like, let's talk about homophobia. Yeah. And this is why it's wrong. Rather, this is how people exist in the world and we just coexist with it. Mm -hmm. And this like weird idea of how life has no labels and it doesn't matter and you literally can just be who you want and no one judges you. Mm -hmm. That sentiment to me, I was like, no wonder I fucking resonate with this bitch so much. Because like Moira Rose, the mom, she dresses so crazy, right? So over the top. Over the top, wigs, everything. But as a viewer, you laugh at that. But as a character in this setting, no one comments on it. They, it's, it becomes normalized Normal. to them. Normal. Yeah, yeah, where they're like, where, oh, that's just Mora. But they're all, in the beginning, they are all sort of confused by it. And they're all like taken aback. But Which is fine. But it, it starts to become their their regular normal life Mm -hmm. yeah and that was so beautiful to me because then it started reflecting back on my own life where i was like damn if i received that much love from a community to where i could really explore who i was as a young individual Mm -hmm. my life would be completely different totally because i think what i'm realizing now as an adult is that i'm and this is why i started getting emotional is that i'm undoing a ton of trauma that i did not know i was going through Mm -hmm. under my own house right where I wasn't feeling love for being me. And then I became this person, this pseudo person of what I thought I needed to be to receive love. Right. And then all of a sudden my entire reality and my entire view of who I was and how I should function in a world got birthed out of that. And that whole time I was like playing a facade, which obviously is so obvious. Right. Yeah. It's like part of the whole closet analogy where you are who you think you should be when Mm -hmm. you're not really that. But just going back and think about, all of the trauma that like gay people go through or people who are just different. Mm-hmm. It was like really upsetting in the moment, but then also a little bit freeing. Cause I was like, damn, it's nice to see it on the other side, mm-hmm. but it sucks because you're like, Oh, why does it have to be like this? You know, yeah. it's hard to see the bigger picture when you're a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Like it's so much harder. Yeah. And that's why I always talked and I've talked about this before on the podcast about 
the idea that we sort of have a second birthday as like gay people or as anybody like you're saying that has to come out in some way where that second birthday is from the time you come out as that identity or start to evolve into that identity, you start your life over because you're starting from the beginning and relearning how to approach the world Mm -hmm. because up until then you only knew how to approach it under the status quo. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really exciting to think back to where we were just over a decade ago Mm -hmm. and where we are now but it's also really exciting to see a new generation coming up where that kind of shit is like so trivial to people and i'm not saying everybody but there is this new mindset coming with generations after us where they're more concerned with the climate crisis than they are with people's sexuality or Mm -hmm. the way that they dress Mm -hmm. or portray themselves to the world Mm -hmm. and i think that that's really exciting Mm -hmm. to see and watch Mm -hmm. yeah because it goes into that whole idea that, and I'm I'm going from a gay lens here, but like when people are like, you need to accept me. But then when you even alone say that statement, that means that that person has more power than you. Where yeah. they have to say that you're okay. When I'm like, no, I know I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I don't need your acceptance. Yeah. And in that moment, you realize everything that we know up until this point was taught to us. And I know all this sounds so like, duh, but in like a deep sense where... If you really sit there and think what is right, what's what's real, none of this is real. Mm. It's all stuff that we created in our lives. And that's what's kind of like weird is that like because you don't have to buy into it, it completely frees your soul. It frees mm-hmm. your mind. It frees your ability to love because there's no pressure into falling into yeah. any lane. Like yeah. literally you can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't oh go ahead uh, no that was pretty much i it's so vague i'm sorry like i said i'm a little bit manic right now i do not know why i feel like there's so many words and emotions in my body right now that i'm trying to convey through this podcast yeah. but i don't know why i can't get it out because every time i go down a lane to talk about what is going on in my head i take a quick right turn where i'm like what wait what was i saying so i'm sorry if this is coming off a little bit messy it's not but just think like a Christmas tree, your body is a vessel for all the memories and emotions <laughs> that need to come out. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, sorry, I thought you were still going. No, that was it. I was going to say, and this isn't to take a dark turn. I, I want to sort of look at like the broader perspective of this, but I just read something. And again, this is another like duh kind of moment, but I didn't realize the lack of an older gay male generation in the world because of the AIDS pandemic Mm -hmm. and i only saw this because it was just world aids day and people were posting about how there's a whole generation or most of a whole generation gone because they died to hiv Mm -hmm. and i never really thought about that in the sense of so many people have other people to look up to right where i think if all of these men were still around we would hold more significance of the fight for gay rights within like our minds and our hearts being like this is a a generation that fought for us the way that we see veterans now Mm -hmm. where people go out and they serve for a greater good and we see them as symbolic of this like fight that we're all in together and those men don't exist anymore because we lost them to a society that and like a president that could care less about saving them Mm -hmm. and it was almost better to sweep the whole issue under the rug than it was to bring it to the forefront and be like, how do we fight this together? And so now as gay men, I've almost felt like the men around me are the leaders who I look up to. And I've talked about that before in terms of like my tribe and being like, 
there are the people directly around me that I've really grasped onto that I look to and be like, I want to be like him instead of somebody 10, 15, 20 years older than me because Mm -hmm. those people don't exist. Mm -hmm. And I have never thought to acknowledge all of those lives that were lost because of something that was so out of their own hands, Mm -hmm. but also how symbolic of that is to the fight that we don't necessarily have to fight the same way they did. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, I never thought about that. And I don't know why I didn't. It's such a huge piece of our in particular history mm-hmm. that I never gave thought to. Mm-hmm. Like that representation is lacking and I, we can't like make it up. We can't force it to exist. It That reality will always be written in the history books, but we just don't see a living representation of it. Yeah, no, totally. And it's almost like, um, and I always say this, but like in a metaphorical sense that like whoever wins the war tells the story. Mm. In this sense, in the 80s, we lost the war, so we don't get to tell the story, right? Just like with slavery, right? Mm -hmm. We were the oppressed group as black individuals, and we don't get to express our side of it. Or even when you say Thanksgiving, right? Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, technically, we won the war, right? but realistically, Native Americans were slaughtered, right? Mm -hmm. And the telling of that story is what sets history based off of who gets to tell it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately... That is the case. And yeah, we don't have things to look up to when it comes to gay individuals. Like you said, luckily things are changing, Mm -hmm. but it kind of goes hand in hand to what I was saying, where it's like, whatever you buy into as your reality is your reality, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, when you realize that at the end of all this, and again, it's morbid, we're all dead. Yeah. And at that point, none of this matters anymore. Mm -hmm. It completely frees you from all the pressure that you put on yourself to be like, yeah, if I make a mistake and I'm embarrassed now, once I'm dead, I'm not going to feel embarrassed about that. Mm-hmm. And like all the things that you accumulate in your life, you're realizing like that's a good detector of like what's important because yeah. once you're dead, does any of it matter anymore? It doesn't. Right. Oh, I can't wait to die. Uh, <laughs> I'm just oh my kidding. God. <laughs> I was also thinking about that this morning when I... Um, Death? I, no. Um, when I took my, my prep... I was like, look at how easy it is for me to mask this entire history of like what this pill represents. Mm-hmm. Like that pill is designed off of the stories of those people. Yeah. And we don't think about that when yeah. we take it. We just yeah. think like, oh no, I don't have to stress as much, you right. know? Yeah. So then I challenge you to be grateful and practice gratitude, you little selfish bitch. Okay. Okay. Fine. Tis the season. <laughs> but only the season. After December, we yeah, can't be I'm grateful anymore. Grateful. <laughs> Fuck the world. <laughs> fuck all my neighbors. Fuck all my friends. It's Shane's year. Yeah. Okay. The year of Shane. The year of Shane. 2021. <laughs> and every year thereafter. Exactly. You're reclaiming your year. Because I'm reclaiming my life. <laughs> Wait, before we continue, let's see if I got a response. Mm. Do I have a future boyfriend? Dun, dun, dun. Ouch. He read it. He did not see oh. it yet. I love that you can tell when they see it, though. Is that always the case on Instagram? Yeah. Oh. I leave my read receipts on, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Instagram, you'll always see seen. I want to feel seen. Choose me. What if he's like stressing right now? What if he saw that you sent him a message and he's like, oh my God, I want to open it, but I don't know what it is. Like he's getting like all excited in his head. Don't say that. How exciting. (laughs) Don't say that. How exciting. (laughs) Because honestly, that makes my heart flutter. And I don't like that feeling. It's unfamiliar. (laughs) 
Don't you ever. Happiness is unfamiliar. Don't you ever make me feel that way. <laughs> but honestly, I'm not even joking. I know we're like going off tangents. First, we're on. What were Christmas. we talking about? Christmas, Shit's Creek, the world. Mm-hmm. Now my dating life again. You know, again, manic, right? Yep. We're manic today. Yep. Today is manic. I'm manic Monday. We're mannequin. Oh, wait, it's not even Monday. No, it's Friday. <laughs> Well, well when, when you're when you're listening to it, oh, it is Monday. Monday, yeah, works. See, I knew that. My yeah. mind knew oh, that. It you? just didn't make the connection yet. Because <laughs> you're manic. Because I'm manic. <laughs> like there's clear thought in there, but it just needs a second to connect. Mm-hmm. It just needs to, or just a liaison, like liaison to connect. But honestly, like I feel weirdly connected to this. I think partly is because I haven't helped had a feeling of like excitement towards someone in a while mm. and I not naive but also scared to say that that just might be a feeling because it's unfamiliar right sure where I'm just like oh this is something new I'm excited but there's something in me that is like telling me in my gut yes and I don't know what that is but in my gut I'm like this is going to happen well just so. like every Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movie the endings are always happy well you'll let's, get your happy ending let's hope that you just have is, to believe in Christmas let's hope this <laughs> Is that my story? Just believe in Christmas. And you'll get everything you want. (laughs) I gotta go. What is that? <laughs> on TikTok, <laughs> it's just a voiceover. I don't even know where it came from, but people like make their own videos based off of what they interpret that sound to be. Oh. And someone, <laughs> some gay guy was like pushing his kids out after he railed me. And he's like sitting <gasps> on the toilet. And he's like, bitch, I'm a mother. <laughs> no drama. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny too. But then it'd be like another person where um, their friend is drunk. And they're like taking care of them, oh. and they're like throwing up in the toilet. And they're holding their the hair, like recording into the, the video, being like, "Bitch, I'm a mother. No drama." Yeah. Do you have a in season to stay in in theme? I'm going with decorations. I've never, other than that Christmas tree I had, I don't really have like holiday decorations, and not just Christmas, but even this year, like I bought those skeletons for Halloween. I'm investing in more things to tell myself I'm in this more long term. Without the mentality of like, oh, I'll be boxing up and leaving. How you were saying when you grew up. Mm, so, if it. it makes you happy, then why you look so sad? Is that how it goes? Then why the hell are you so sad? Yeah. Well, it might change words. Throughout. I don't know. This week I was on Netflix. I'm taking a page out of your book. Okay. Mm. I've been flying a ton. So I've been downloading all this Netflix shit to watch on the plane. Where do you I, watch it? On my phone. Oof. But I was watching Netflix and I watched this documentary called Knock Down the House. Mm. Oh, yeah. With AOC. Mm-hmm. Well, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is in it, but she's one of four candidates that they follow. Yeah. And the the premise of this, and this is before she got into the Senate, was that they were following four Democratic nominee candidates, potentials, who are coming from grassroots... Women. Women, yep. who are coming from grassroots ca- campaigns where they just kind of get the community to help them. And AOC was going against a very prominent Democrat in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, as you know, she became a senator for the 14th District of New York, and she just got reelected. And mm-hmm. just watching that journey and seeing her 
pave her own lane because she was fed up with how things were being handled made me feel so inspired. It made me want more, do wanted wanted me to be more, yeah. want more, do more, and watching stuff like that again, like like I said, a lot of stuff doesn't resonate with me, mm-hmm. but this did because for whatever reason, I see myself in female characters Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think that's probably because i'm gay but also like a strong woman makes me feel so proud for some reason yeah and at the end of it you get this general uh, this uh very genuine sense of her accomplishment and how she felt so proud and throughout all of it you see her doubting herself and then to come on top and actually kill the game let alone now in present time still killing the game really shutting shit down and Mm -hmm. speaking on the behalf of an entire generation, it is yeah. so inspiring to see. And it makes me really feel like, yes, you can have things if you believe enough. Yeah. She's really the true definition of ground up. Oh, like for sure. grassroots. Literally. Yeah. Came from being a bartender mm-hmm. to now being Within a like senator. a year, she went from bartender to mm-hmm. congressperson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it made me want to do more. Mm-hmm. So didn't you feel it. such loss for the people who didn't win? No, not at all. Really? Yeah. When I... <laughs> You're oh all my like, God. All disappointed. No, because when I saw the other candidates, I was like, oh, yeah, no, they're not going to win. AOC came from nothing, but also has this like cerebral sense of the world mm-hmm. and understands people. Well, she went to school for what she's doing. No, totally. The other women just wanted to like do better. Yes. Basically. I didn't do any research on any of these candidates. I'm literally just watching what was presented. From, but from what the presentation showed me, I was not surprised AOC got elected. Yeah. The only reason I was surprised on the ending, even though I knew that she was going to become a senator, was that I feel like politics don't change very often. And yeah. I feel like as a general population, Americans don't really get too involved or like that much change that drastically. And I feel mm-hmm. like she was like a big change compared to who yeah. was, she was running against, right? Because the guy that she was running against had been in office since like the 90s. Mm-hmm. So that alone tells me, oh my God. Yeah. But I wasn't surprised that the other candidates did the other candidates didn't make it because the way you present yourself as a senator or like a knowledgeable, credible uh, resource to like step into a position that politics demand i didn't feel like those other candidates really carried that same weight Mm -hmm. maybe the the only other one is probably the one from missouri but i recommend to watch it Mm -hmm. it's called knock down the house it's like not to be confused with bringing down the house starring (laughs) queen latifah and steve martin (laughs) but this i think it's only like an hour and 30 minutes it's a quick quick watch but yeah i felt really inspired it was nice yeah that's all. Great. You can do the outro again this week <laughs> since it was so popular last week. It was popular. <laughs> Rave reviews. Rave reviews. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. The best holiday present that you can give Brian this year to get him in the holiday spirit is liking, rating, subscribing, reviewing, and sharing. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Fruit Snacks Pod. And if you want to email us, you can email us at FruitSnacksPod at gmail.com. On that note, we're going to go pick out a Christmas tree. Are we? No. Yeah. But like I will tomorrow. Who are you going with? Russell. How are you going to get it home? Uber. From but that's fa- it. From your favorite three. <laughs> three? Yeah. What's that? Out of 10. Remember? I thought oh. I was a three. <laughs> I think you meant your favorite three people. I was like, no. who's three? No. Mm. Your favorite three out of 10. <laughs> yeah. And from your favorite seven. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Have a happy manic Monday. Ooh.